find out. Girl, let me find out. Find out a witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington. Welcome to Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. I'm so glad that you have joined us yet again. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and do us a favor. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, let your girl know it's real. Also, if you are not new, can I just say welcome back the top of the year. So glad you decided to join us for season three and we're back in the saddle and rock and rolling. If you are listening to this, you are listening to our Valentine's edition of Let Me Find Out. And y'all, I am super excited because we have some people that are experts in their field, that are anointed of God, and that really have a heart to see people's lives transformed. And I am not going to get all into the hospitality of it all and the housekeeping of all. I'm getting straight to the chaser because I'm excited about our guest, y'all. We have Love McPherson on the line. For anyone who does not know who Love is, you, I don't know if you've been under a rock. I don't know if you, like, just, you know, don't know the Lord is your Savior. But if you don't, we got you covered. During this show, we're going to get you all taken care of. So, without further ado, Mama Love, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here. I am so excited, y'all, because I don't know if you've ever um, followed her on social media. I believe her Instagram handle is love underscore McPherson. But at any time I see her post, I immediately get excited and I clap like the black girl clap in my house. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Because she's so full of wisdom and insight and practicality too. Aww. And so I'm excited to, to get to hear her and to have her share with you guys her heart as it relates to love and all things relationships and singles. So for anyone who's not familiar with you, can you please let the people know who you are and just a little bit of your background as a speaker and author and mother, you know, so on. Absolutely. Um, my name is Love McPherson, and that is my real name, since that's the question that I'm asked all the time. <laughs> that name was given to me by my mother, and it was because of her love for my dad. And they had been married, they were married 60 years, but I was the six of eight children during that 60-year marriage. And she, uh, and so I always call myself my dad's love child. Aww. And uh, she's named me Love because of her love for him and because he was so supportive during all eight of her pregnancies. So I just... That's a great thing because I had, you know, uh, I figure if you can still love a person after six kids, you're really <laughs> in love and he's really a good guy. You, you really show. are in love. <laughs> so you've been married for, is it over 35 years? 36 years. It'll be 36. 37 this year. Yes. Oh my goodness. So let's, <laughs> let's dive right into the first question. What, what is the key to a long lasting relationship in your opinion? Um, I believe that the key to long lasting relationship um, in entails several things the first the first one is premarital make sure that you are selecting somebody who values your purpose and who are who is going in the same direction values are really everything because values are um required for like if you value healing if you value god if you value strong family those are some of my values and we have to go back and reassess our values as we get older because there are values that are imposed on you that you really no longer uh, uh, are believe in or receive. And so you want to make sure that at your age, what values have you adapted and what uh, values have you left behind? Mm. When The more you know yourself as you're going in, the more you continue to know yourself as you stay in, and the more you learn your spouse and who you are hooked up with, 
the better chances you will have. And it's not just enough to just know yourself, but to continuously be the best version of yourself. That means it requires work. Mm, mm, I like that word work. And I think um, I I don't want to do a generalization, but you can tell me. Uh, I feel like work is something that this this culture tends to shy away from. It's like we are like the cut and run type of deal, like, you know, cut them off and that's it and keep it moving. So how do you know, let's say you're in a relationship, how do you know when it's time to dig in and do the work versus when it's time to just like cut your losses and go? And I'm talking about people who are recording right now. Okay. Now here's the thing. Everybody is working on something. So you, you, you'll be running for the rest of your life if you run from everybody. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but what you want to do is you, the, the, you look at the person's character. First of all, the character has to be a character that is honorable, that is a, able to even make a, a, a covenant decision. So you don't want to g- make a covenant with a liar. And right. the, if, you, if you are seeing lying behavior throughout your relationship, if you're seeing behavior, uh, a betrayal behavior throughout your relationship, that's a person who lacks character. Now, the second thing is, besides character, I, I mentioned values, The third thing is, even if you are not there, are you willing to work to become there? Are you willing to heal from your traumas of your past? Are you willing to go to counseling? Are you you dedicated to continuously doing what's necessary? Or do you say, hmm, this is just me. You take take me as I am. No, we don't want you as you are because you should constantly be growing. And that's the thing. We may uh, uh, accept you and not try to change you, but we shouldn't have to change you. You should want to change yourself. Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Preach. Preach love. love. You are absolutely right. Um, I was listening to, someone forwarded me a link to uh, one of Bishop Jake's sermons, and they were talking with him and his uh, first lady, Sarita, and they were talking about uh, marriage and relationships and family. And one of the things he mentioned was unhappiness is not a reason to retreat uh, because it too shall pass. Um, And then he also went on to talk about what each person brings to the table. Um, In a day where social media is abounding and people look at the veneer of a thing online and they kind of mesmerized by that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, you know, you got to bring this to the table. You got to bring that to the table. And um, Bishop talked about to circle back what people need to bring to the table. What would you say some things that you as a single person, let's say you're single, you want to be in a relationship and you're working toward that. What do you need to have to bring to the table versus what a, a uh, how do you say it? Since so veneer, just a kind of look of a thing. So how do you separate superficial from authentic? Uh, you know what I, I would say you need to bring to the table? The first thing that you need to bring to the table are some skills uh, mm. for, for marriage. The skills being that such as communication skills. Mm. You, uh, communication is a skill. Co- uh, you need to bring conflict resolution skills. You need to bring listening skills. You need to bring bonding skills. And the reason why I say that, Nikki, is because what happens is when people are in a relationship with you, often when you begin to act in a certain way that they don't like, a lot of times they will attribute it to, he must not love me. He must be, you know, they're, they've grown up in two different settings, but they, they're looking at certain ways. But you, but in actuality, sometimes people have no skills to even uh, interact and relate to you on your level. And this is what I mean. We learn our relationship skills by the people who we are in a uh, um, have seen growing up. 
our parents, our mother and her boyfriend, our father and his girlfriend, whatever the case may be, how people related to each other and how they related to you. So when it's time to go and get skills for communication, if all you saw was arguing, if all mm. you saw was fighting, if all you saw was I'm gone or leaving or cheating, guess what's in your toolbox? Running, wow. flight, dysfunction. And when it's time to go and have a functional relationship, you will lose, look at your toolbox and you have no tools for, for, for to, to operate healthily in a relationship. Those things you have to learn and be mentored. The second thing that I would say besides skills to bring to the table is you need to bring happiness to the table mm, because yeah. a lot of times we want people to come into our lives and fill the holes in our souls. That person, just because they make you feel some kind of way and forget the things of your past for a season, that's emotional. Emotional is like that raging fire. Pretty soon you just keep going keep living, that fire will go to a sizzle unless you continue to put wood on it. And so mm. what you have to realize is the emotions of happiness is not what you're looking for. You're looking for inner peace, inner happiness, not the kind that comes from the external, but the kind that you derive on the internal. So you literally give your spouse, you give the person who you will marry the gift of a happy person that comes from the inside, that comes from wholeness, that comes from the resolving of inner conflict, and then you present that as a gift. And the third thing is self-love. You've mm. got to bring to the table self-love because the Bible says to love your neighbor as you love yourself, meaning this, if you don't love you, why do you think I'm supposed to love you? Right. If you will betray all of your core values why should I be faithful to you and not betray you too? You must bring us a, a sense of self-love that you understand who you are. You know the image that's inside of you, which is the, the image and likeness of God. And you operate on that. You stand on those principles. And you and, and anybody who does not, and, and if somebody walks away from you and says, I don't love you, that's fine because I love me. And the mm. question that you want to ask that person, uh, you ask yourself when you look at that person, you say, I see the flaws. I see what they're working on. Can my love cover that? And mm. then when they tell you that they love you, the next question is, do you love you, though? Mm. Wow. And those are the questions that would need to be answered. So let's say there's somebody listening and, and they're not single. They've said I do and they are in the thick of it and, and just quite candidly, they're like, you know what, I, I shouldn't marry this person, but I'm here now um, and we're having issues and I don't know what to do. And maybe she won't go to counseling or he won't go to counseling. Is that marriage beyond repair? And if not, what can they do to like start to rebuild? That is beyond repair if you don't go and get something to repair it. That's like walking up to a dilapidated house and saying, is this beyond repair? It is only beyond repair <laughs> if you don't get somebody to repair it. You mm -hmm. have to, you Talk. Have to come back next week and it's going to be fixed up by osmosis. You've got to <laughs> go and do the work. And so, right. So, so everything is repairable, but it, it, it requires certain levels and degrees of work. When you when your foundation is messed up, that's a real mess up. 
you might want to tear that thing down and start from the beginning. But when you are saying there, if there's a roof, roof leak, that can trigger many other problems. If there is plumbing issues or something like that, both seri- there are serious things, and then there's paint jobs. Mm-hmm. And so, but but guess what? If it's paint job, if it's a if it's a foundation, if it's a roof, all of them require work, and everybody kind of come in there and do what they got to do. Mm-mm-mm. If you can't say amen, say out. <laughs> That's so very true. You I always say you can't you can't get in the ring if if or get on the field if you're the only one willing to actually get in the game. You have to have like some kind of teammate. So I totally get that. I want to ask you, kind of pivoting a little bit, about uh, the balance of prayer in marriage and practicality of counseling. Um, do you think that they go hand in hand? Do you think they're mutually exclusive? Like, what does the, the that look like for the life of a believer when it comes to be having prayer and or counseling in the relationship? Is it only when you're in trouble or is it when things are good too? No, I, I look at counseling just like the car. Um, I don't care what kind of car you have, uh, how expensive your car is. It could be $200,000, a half million dollar car, or it can be a $5,000 car. Guess what? Both eventually will require maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody needs some checkup. Everybody needs to stop and pause and get any bugs out. Why? Because life takes you through some things. Life makes you change. By the time you get to childbirth, Nikki, your whole world has changed its perspective. Everybody has to shift into new roles, new modes of doing things, new time uh, frames. Um, new priorities. If one person is forced to shift and one person refuses to shift, it will shift the entire marriage. Everybody has to has, has to reassess their values. That's what counseling does. It creates an opportunity for you to self-assess, look at where you are, ask the right questions, and be healed. Because where if once I have my child, it may trigger things in my childhood that I have buried mm. and I am responding to the traumas that I thought that I had left behind but in actuality I had only suppressed and so mm. when that stuff is unearthed it can recreate toxicity in the relationship so prayer is absolutely a, a, a necessity in counseling first of all you want to be prayerful as you uncover these things as you unearth these things you want to prayerfully say, God, just like like uh, David said in the in the Bible, when when he was confronted with his sins, he said, he said, Lord, try me, see if there be any wicked way in me. He meant check my heart because the Bible says out of the heart flows all the issues. Your issues come from your heart, but the heart is deceitful. And so mm. prayer uncovers it and God will place you in a platform where you can. Now, let's now let's let's. Let's, now I'm going to go really, really practical for you, because a lot of times we think that the emotional is not as important as the physical. Right. That, to ask a question of the, how, what is the relationship between prayer and counseling would be like asking, what is the uh, relationship between prayer and going into surgery? Right. <laughs> 
do what should I get one or the other? Honey, you got to have both. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when I open the scalpel of your heart and your traumas and, and look in there and start pulling stuff up out of there, you got to have you gonna first pray that the that the hands of the counselor and the mind of the counselor there Come is on. wisdom. You're uh-huh. gonna pray that your body is healed because I'm going to do both of us, the surgeon and the counselor are gonna do more harm to you before you get healed. You mm. walked in there without a belly or an arm that split straight open. Right. But by the time you finish, you're gonna have injury because so I good. need to injure you and go deep inside of you be- in order to heal you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think we we didn't need to pause for the cause right there. (laughs) Wow, wow. So last question. If uh, there are some people listening, and again, it's that time of the year where we celebrate love, and you can celebrate love in many different facets and many different types of relationships. We know this to be true. So, But what would you say to those people who are are, kind of not liking the season they're in, particularly the singles? Like, how would you encourage them? I would say this. And I say this at every season and at every holiday, Um, but especially at Valentine's Day, I I say this. First of all, we should never, ever allow someone to dictate how we should experience, how we should feel, and what we should expect within a 24-hour period of time. People Mm. will say you should be expecting love to come your way. You should be receiving gifts. You should have the the love bug flowing. You don't have to have any of that happen Mm. on that particular day. And so that is marketing you to have expectations that may not be reasonable and may not even be relevant for your life as you know it. And because of that, uh, those false expectations that consumerism plants in your mind and in your spirit because of that, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's a Valentine's Day, when people begin to plant in you what you should expect, it uh, creates a, a spirit of comparison. And then they say, if you want to achieve this, this is how you get it. So we create forced um, systems of love when that is so shallow and has nothing to mm-hmm. do with love. That candy has nothing to do with love. Love is so much deeper than that. And when we say that God is love, and then we we just sweat a Valentine's Day, that is that is so such a trick of the enemy, mm-hmm. I believe. And I'm not against Valentine's Day. I am against right. people forcing fake romance on you that does not exist, that doesn't have to exist at that on that particular day. I am for a day of, uh, 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 of 365 days of true bonding and love and togetherness and self-sacrifice and growing and, 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 and togetherness. That's what I am for, not just a one day to celebrate. And I would encourage all singles not to get, not to drink the Kool-Aid. Come on, the Kool-Aid, because you don't have to compare yourself to anybody on social media. And if you need to get off for that day, do that. But Mm. the the greatest love you could ever celebrate on that day is loving yourself. Mm. And let the church say amen, amen, and amen (laughs) again. 
Woo, I think we're going to have to replay this episode over and over again. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time today to share your wisdom and your insight. Uh, truly, I personally appreciate it. And I, like I said, I really feel like if no one else hears, I've been blessed by what you have shared oh. today. Um, can you tell the people where to find you and all of your handles and all that stuff? Absolutely. You know, I talk a lot about um, doing the work and I have a place called The Workplace. And you can catch me there at www.dothework.today. That's www.dothework.today, not .com, .today. And where, what we do, that's an online com- community where we meet every Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, and we do the work. Now, if you want more personal work done, I have also, you can uh, do... I do couples and I do individual. So couples, singles, you know, counseling, and you can get me there at lovemcpherson.com, lovemcpherson.com. You can schedule your sessions and I will meet with you online or in person. Sounds good. All right, you guys, thank you so much again. I appreciate your time. And as always, guys, you are listening to Let Me Find Out. Let me find out. Find out a witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington.